This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzay Torah. In this winter semester, we'll be sending out a series of shurim on understanding minhagim, different minhagim of Rabbanim uh, in the last uh, couple of generations, be delivered by Harav Benjamin Tavoy. Today we're going to continue with topics of Kriya Torah of Minag of Gedolei Yisrael. One of the famous Chakiros that people discuss in connection with Kriya Torah is there a mitzvah to hear the laning or is actually the mitzvah to read the Torah? Of course, if the mitzvah is to read the Torah, not everyone must actually read the Torah, but everyone fulfills the mitzvah because Shomea Ka'one, the person who hears it, it says, if he said it. If the mitzvah is just Shmiya, then you don't have to read it, and suffice, it would be, it would be sufficient just to hear the words. This Chakira is known from the works of Rabbi Yosef Engel. In his Sefer, Tziyunim Torah, he raised this question, if the mitzvah is Shmiya or Kriya. Well, we know this, the same Chakira in connection with Shofar, in connection with other mitzvahs as well. For example, Mikra Megillah. And people have pointed out that the bracha for shofar is lishmoa kol shofar. The bracha is to hear the shofar. Whereas by Megillah, the bracha is al-mikra Megillah, to hear the, to read the Megillah. People have also discussed, we discussed this in our Shiran Purim, that according to the Bahag, women cannot be motzi men in Megillah. And one of the explanations is, that women are chayev in Shmias Megillah, whereas men are chayev in Kriyas Megillah. And therefore women who are only chayev in Shmiyah cannot be motzi men who are chayev in Kriya. So this chakira uh, between Shmiyah and Kriya we know from other areas, but here the question would be by Kriyas HaTorah. Rabbi Yosef Engel brings as his want many rayas, but he pointed out that the Takana of Moshe Rabbeinu is based on the fact that we went three days without hearing Torah. It seems to be that the mitzvah is to hear Torah. In fact, the Gemara uses the phrase in Bava Basra, Daf Mem Gimel, that Sefer Torah dilishmiakai. Sefer Torah, people hear. So it could be a factual stu- statement. That's true that everybody hears the Torah. It could also be to imply that you don't only, you don't have to read the Torah, you only have to listen to the Torah. You don't have to read the Torah, you only have to listen to it. Rabbi Felder, in his Sefer, Yesod Yeshurun, Chelek Beis, has a whole discussion about this, where he brings the sources of Rabbi Yosef Engel, he brings his Rebbe, Haraf Price, who wrote about this in his Perushun Sefer Chasidim, he also mentions other svarim, but I'd like to mention one of the main rayos that he brings in the name of a sefer, Kotosus Yerushalayim and Yeridea. He said, because we know that a child below bar mitzvah can read the Torah. 
he can get Nali and read the Torah. How could that be? If you say the mitzvah is Kriya, then a cotton can be motzi you in Kriya. But if the mitzvah is not Kriya, but only Shmiya, then you could say you heard. Of course, this whole topic is going to be a long topic, which is not going to be discussed today, but a famous question, since we say by shofar that all you need to hear is the sound of a shofar, why can't a child blow shofar for you? Why do we always announce that they're motzi you, the balkiya shtev kavana to be motzi? Why can't you hear without kavana? Why can't the child be motzi you? Because he's not really motzi you. He's just creating the sound of a shofar. And you're Yotze because you heard the sound of a shofar. Many achronim have raised this issue and I said it's a well-known topic. It's an interesting topic for Shiurim. But we'll relate only to Kriyasa Torah. People brought a riot from this that since a cotton could be read the Torah for you. So therefore you see that you're not Motzi you but you hear the Torah and you're Yotze. In Nefesh Arav, Rav Harshal Shachter tells a very interesting story about the Rav. There is a there was a story where there was a Balkriya who laned, and after he finished laning, he got up in public, and he said that he has one person in the shul that he really has great animosity towards. When he read the Torah, he meant to be motzi everybody, but except for that one individual, that he did not mean to be motzi. So the person in question went to Rav Moshe Salavechik, and said, does he have to go again to hear Kriyasa Torah? The Rabosha answered, based on that Gemara that I said, that a cotton can read the Torah and be Motsi people, how could it be? So he said that it must be that a cotton can be Motsi because you're not Motsi anything. It's not Shomea Ka'one, but it's you heard Kriyasa Torah. So if that's true, then the fellow heard Kriyasa Torah, and even though the Balkriya had no uh, person, to had one person that he was not Motzi, it's irrelevant. He heard Kriyasa Torah, and he was Yotze. The Rav brought an interesting uh, example, and if I remember correctly, I was there when the Rav said this, and I remember the people in, in question that the Rav seemed to be referring to. The Rav said there were two people in Shir. One, the Rav liked very much because he knew his family, but that fellow really didn't understand too much of the Shir. There was another fellow that the Rav said that he doesn't like. He always felt that this fellow asked too many questions, was a little bit bothersome in Shir, and the Rav didn't like him. But he was very smart, and he understood the Shir very, very well. So the Rav said, let's say that he would have Kavana to be Motzi, the fellow that he liked, who didn't understand anything. But he had no Kavana to be Motzi, the other person who understood the Shir very well. Now the question is, which one is Yotze Tamu Torah? The one, the one the Rav had Kavana to be Motzi, or the one the Rav did not have Kavana to be Motzi? And the Rav said, by Tamu Torah, it has nothing to do with the Rebbe being Motsi the Talmidim. The important thing is to learn Torah. The person who understood 
He learned Torah. He understood. And therefore, he's Mekayim Talmud Torah, whether the Rebbe was Motzi him or not. That's nothing to do with being Motzi. Whereas the student who didn't understand anything would be very questionable if he was Mekayim Talmud Torah when he doesn't understand the word, what he's learning. The In the Maisa Rav of the Vilna Gaon, it says that the Gaon would get an Aliyah every week. He, interestingly enough, got Shishi. I found that interesting because in the in the Misnagdish world we say that Shlishi is somehow the most bakavadik aliyah. The kavod is to give the the Rav always Shlishi because the Kohen and Levi and Shlishi is the first aliyah. According to Hasidus, in the world of Hasidus, based more on the Kabbalistic ideas, Shishi is the most important aliyah. At the time of the Vilna Gaon, when there was the big battle between Misnagdim and Chasidim, it seemed unusual to me that the Gaon Dafka got Shishi every week. Only on the four parshios, he, the Gaon himself got Mafter. But then it says, in the story of the Gra, Now we'll later on get to discuss the obligation for Parsha Zachar. But I found it interesting that the, in the, in the Maisa Rav, it says he himself was the Balkriya. Apparently the, 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 the Gaon did not read the Torah the rest of the year. It was only a Pasha Zachar. And of course one might question why is it that he read the Torah in Pasha Zachar and not in other Parsha? I have no idea if this is the real reason for the Vilna Gaon. But I could suggest that the Gaon felt that the mitzvah of the entire Torah is is Shmiyah, and therefore there's no reason to do to lane yourself. There's no special kiyum of laning yourself. The mitzvah is lishmoa. I did that mitzvah. I don't have to read the Torah. However, perhaps he felt that on Parsha Zachar once a year there's a mitzvah of kriyas Torah to read Parsha Zachar, and if that be true, then the people would be Yotze because of Shamea Ka'one. But you might argue and say Mitzvah Bo, in this case, Yosef Mishlucho. It's different than Mitzvah Shmia, where I don't know if I would apply that principle. But if the Mitzvah is Kriya, then Shamea is only Ka'one. But perhaps the Balkriya himself is Mekayim the Mitzvah more directly. Mitzvah Bo, Yosef Mishlucho. So therefore the Gaon read the Torah on Pasha Zachar. I could raise other issues why the Gaon read Pasha Zachar, and therefore what I said is only a theory. But other people might suggest other ideas for the custom of the Gaon. One of the customs of different Gedolim uh, would relate to a very important halachic issue, and that's about standing up for Baruchu and Kriyasa Torah. The Vilna Gaon is reported in the Sefer Hilchos Hagra Umin Hagav, that you do not have to stand for Kriyasa Torah. And that's what it seems from the Bir Hagra in Simen Kufma and Vavan Arachaim. When the Pasuk said, Uba Paschu Amdu, so apparently the Gra interpreted Amdu not to stand on your feet physically, but it meant to be quiet. Even the people that are machmir and stand up, so the Bach there says, it's a chumrah. 
Miktzad Hadin, you don't have to stand. In the explanation of the Sefer Hilchos Hagra, he quotes a tshuva of the Maram of the Ramami Pano, who says that the reason people stand up for Kriyasa Torah is because of Baruchu. Baruchu is a Davash Bekdusha, and for that you certainly have to stand. Therefore, it's fitting and proper to stand up for Kriyasa Torah to make sure you stand up for Baruchu. Unfortunately, he said, many people don't stand up for Baruchu. So it's better to stand up for the entire Kriyasa Torah, you'll stand up for Baruchu. However, there's a sefer called Leket Yosher. In Hilchas Kriyashma, he says you don't have to stand up for Baruch either. He said because since we know that you can sit down for Kriyashma, B'Shach B'Chov Kumecha, so therefore, even though it's like a Davash B'Kedusha, but since you're allowed to sit down for Kriyasa Torah, then you're allowed to sit down for the Baruch as well. Now this issue of standing up for Kriyasa Torah, I remember that the Rav always stood up for Kriyasa Torah. The entire Kriyasa Torah. Someone suggested to me that the Rav really felt that you only have to stand up for Baruch But he had a bad back. And apparently getting up and sitting down was quite difficult for him. So someone told me that the Rav felt once he stood up, it was just easier to stand up and not sit down again. And therefore, since he felt you had to get up for Baruch so he stood up the entire Kriyasa Torah just out of convenience. I found this comment rather strange because of two different reasons. In Kufchav, in, in the Sefer Nefesh Haraf, the Rav was, is quoted as saying by Rav Shechter that really a person doesn't have to stand up for Baruch at all, which was the argument I just mentioned that I found in the Sefer Hilchas Hagra. Because since you don't have to stand up for Kriyasa Torah, and we learn it from Ubelech Techabaderech, that a person is allowed to learn in a normal situation, which would be to, to seated. And this Pasuk is referring even to Kriyasa Torah. It's a special heter. And therefore, since the Baruchu is part of Kriyasa Torah, that's included in heter. So you don't have to stand up at all. According to the Rav, you don't have to stand up at all for Baruchu. So therefore, I found this interpretation of the Rav's behavior rather strange. Another reason I found this particular explanation unusual is because of the Rav's own comments about Kriyasa Torah. I've heard this from the Rav a number of times, and it's printed in the Sefer Shi'urim Lezeich Abamari, and it's also written in Masora. The, the publication of the Union of Orthodox Jewish Congregations in volume Tet. Let's read it first, or explain it based on what it says in the Masorah. The Rav quoted the Rambam 
that when you translate the Torah, what we call the mitagim, he should not lean over. He should stand up be'ema uveyira. The balkriya obviously should stand. The Kesef Mishnah, in fact, wonders why the Ramam left it out. But it's obvious that according to the Rambam, the din of standing is based on the concept of Matan Torah. When the Torah was given, the Torah was given Be'ema over Yira, and therefore we should reenact Kriyasa Torah with Ema Vira. The din is, and this is the crucial word, that when you read the Torah, perhaps even when you learn Torah, you should use the, learn the Torah, in one word, Kintinato. You should try to reenact the situation of Kabbalah Satorah. The person that receives the Torah should be Be'ema Vira. We'll talk about the Kore as opposed to the Metargim, but whoever the Metargim is, he is the one who's Mekabal the Torah. And the Halacha of learning Torah, Be'ema Vira, refers to the Mekabal. And therefore, Moshe received the Torah Ba'amida, and we should receive the Torah Ba'amida as distinct from Kriyasa Megillah. In Kriyasa Megillah, there's no din of Ema Vira. It's true you should stand up for Kriyasa Megillah. That's a din of Kavarat Zibur. But reading the Torah, the person who receives the Torah should receive it Be'ema Vira, and therefore Ba'amida. So now, the Rav quoted the Tshuva Sarambam. And the Rambam said in the Tshuva that it, the community can sit down during Kriyasa Torah. But the Rav thought that we don't have a Metargim. And therefore, who is our who is our Mechabel? When the Torah is being read, who is the Mechabel? It could be that the Kahal today is considered the Mechablim. So therefore, it would behoove the community to stand also because of Kabbalah Satayra. And Kabbalah Satayra should be Ba'amida. I think that I once heard the Rav say that this would be the difference if the Tzibur would stand or not. I don't think he said at that time that it's an absolute obligation to stand up. But the Rav felt there would be a different kiyum if you stand or sit. If a person sits, then that would be Limad Torah, and perhaps you'd fulfill the obligation of Kavit, of, 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 of Kriyasa Torah. But if the community would stand, or anybody would stand, then he would relate to this Kriyasa Torah not just as Limud Torah, but he would relate to it as Nasina Torah, which would be a higher level of relating to the Kriyasa Torah, and therefore it would be better for the community to stand, for people to stand when they hear the Torah. In the words of the Rav, printed in Shirem the Zecher Abamari, Yesh Latzia Rayon Yesodi Nosaf, Kriyat HaTorah B'Tzibur Zeihayim Chavayat Amidah Lefnei HaShchinah Kimamara Sinai. Reading the Torah in community is can be identified with the experience of standing before the Shechinah Sinai. This is the reason 
that I think that the Rav himself was very makbed to stand up for Kriyas HaTorah. Even though Mitzat HaDin, perhaps the Rav felt you could sit down for Baruch If you can sit down for Kriyas HaTorah, it might be Chiddush that you can sit down even for Baruch But nevertheless, if a person stood for Kriyas HaTorah, then he would be Mekayim, this idea of Kinsinasa. And therefore, it would be very appropriate to do so. Many people have discussed this question about standing for Baruchu, for Kriyasa Torah. I wanted to bring the opinion of Rav Salavechik the way I understood it. And even though I heard a different version of what he said, but nevertheless, this is the way I understood it. And again, I'd like to emphasize the Vilna Gaon said, you do not have to stand at all for Kriyasa Torah. I don't think the Rav also thought you had to stand, but he felt it would be appropriate to stand. One could argue either because of the Baruch Hu, or as I suggested, because it would be a different cue. One point I'd just like to mention very briefly, in passing almost, is that um, the Vilna Gaon did Hagba before laning. Again, I find this Interesting, because in the Maisa Rav, it says that the, the Vilna Gon would go Hagba himself, even though he got Naliyah every, every, every Shabbos, but he, he went Hagba himself, but you didn't start the Maftir until the Glila. If that would be true, then the Masorah that I brought, that I mentioned before, was not true. I said before that the Gaon went Hagba before the Torah. But according to the um, way that it's brought in Maiserav, the Gaon did Hagba at the time that we do Hagba. However, I saw another source that the Vilna Gaon actually did Hagba before the the safe, before the Sefer Torah, before they laying the Torah. In the Din and Shulchan Aruch, um, it said that the Din of Hagba before Kresa Torah. In fact, the 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 law of in Shulchan Aruch, Simon Kufalam Dalid, is about standing up, about uh, doing Hagba. That halach is in written in the Shodar completely before the din of Kriyasa Torah, as, as if it's a prelude to Kriyasa Torah. And in the in the in the sefer called Hilchos Hagra, it said Magbima Sefer Torah, Umarim la Kahal of So this is a custom of Hasidim, custom of, of Svardim. Now the groan in the Bira Gra seems to say that he agreed with the Mechaber. But I found it interesting that the Gaon agreed with Hasidim and he did Hagba before Kriyasa Torah. On the other hand, the tradition in the Maisa Rav is the Gaon did Hagba after Kriyasa Torah. Did he do two Hagbas? Are they two different versions of what the Gaon did? I don't know. 
But in this connection, it's famous, the words of the Ramban in Chumash. On the Pasuk, Arur Asher Lo Yakimet Devea Torah Azot, the Ramban refers to the source that says that this is referring to a person who does not go Hagba, and conversely, there is a bracha for a person who does go Hagba. Baruch Ashayakim as Divyatarazos is a bracha, a specific bracha for the person who goes Hagba. In this connection, it's interesting to note that the Vilnagon himself went Hagba every Shabbos. He wanted to, to, I guess, to be the person, Ashayakim is Divyatarazos. Literally, he picks up the Torah and shows it to the community. If I remember correctly, I was told once that Rav Gusman always wanted to go Hagba. He didn't necessarily get Naliyah in his shul. Rav Gusman, who was the Rosh Hashiva of Yeshiva Netzach Yisrael, Rav Gusman, who was the Dayan in the Bezdin of Reb Chaim Eiser, he was a Dayan at a very, very young age in the, in Vilna, in the base Medrash of Reb Chaim Eiser, in the Bezdin of Reb Chaim Eiser. Later on in his life, he lived in Yerushalayim, opened his yeshiva, transplanted planted it from Brooklyn, the yeshiva in 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 um, Yerushalayim. So he went, if I remember correctly, I was told that he went Hagba every Shabbos. When he became old, and it was difficult for him to pick up the Torah, I heard that he insisted upon going Glila every Shabbos. But the Vilna Gaon, as I said before, did somehow both. He got Shishi, but besides getting Shishi, he did Hagba every Shabbos. I'd like to say now a few words specifically about Parsha Zacha. One of the issues that I might have mentioned in connection with Purim was the different customs of saying Zecher. Zecher, or both. Interestingly enough, the Gra in Maiserav is quoted as saying only Zecher, two segels. In, in number Kufla Medalit, it says when the Gaon read Parsha Zachar, Keshu Kori Parsha Zachar, Kori Zecher, Besegel Tachas Hazayim. Very clearly that the Gaon said only Zecher. Now, in the footnote of my edition, it says that Reb Chaim Balazhener said that he directly himself heard from the Gra that he read Zecher with a Tzera. The person who wrote the commentary said, I heard from the Gaon that he said Zecher with a Sego. Maybe he changed his mind when he got older. So there are two traditions what the Gaon himself did. But interesting, no one suggests here that the Gaon read it twice. Especially if you say that he changed his mind, he changed his mind completely and went from one to the other. If that would be true, why didn't he read it twice? This question of reading twice of of course, is well known that the Mishnah says that since we're not sure if it's Zecher or Zecher, we should read it twice. Some 
read the whole pasuk twice. Some say only the word twice. The one person said that you should say zecher and then zecher immediately, because b'diavad you're probably yotze either way. So if you read the whole pasuk, then you finished the mitzvah. So what did you what would you accomplish by going back and reading the pasuk over again? In the yeshiva world, I think a lot of people read the whole pasuk a second time. But one person argue you're not yotze at all. You're not, because once you fulfill the mitzvah, the mitzvah is over, it's finished. You just want to fulfill the hidur afterwards of saying another one, you were yotze already. Again, you could argue this point, and some people might know that there is discussion, can you fulfill hidur mitzvah after you do a mitzvah? Be that as it may, there are many customs of doing this and how you would do it. But before we really discuss the issue of being machmir, we should have raised the issue, is Kriyas Pasha Zachar really so unique, so special, that it's a mitzvah daraisa to hear Pasha Zachar? It's known that Tosas, in the beginning of the second paragraph of Brachos, says that Pasha Zachar is daraisa, as well as other parashios. That Lechorah would be a quantum leap to say that Pasha Zachar is daraisa with a minion from a Sefer Torah. Now it's true that Torah said, Timcha Zecha Malek, but as the Sefer Chinuch said, I'm not sure what that means, maybe once in your lifetime. Does it necessarily mean from a Sefer Torah? Does it necessarily mean from a, a minion? And we don't have time left to discuss the entire issue. There's a Sefer Emek Bracha, and other people who have discussed that the Rambam doesn't have such a mitzvah of reading the Torah, Pasha Zachar, as Daraisa, he, he includes it among other readings of the Torah. It doesn't seem to be unique in any form. And the Rush is known to have said, you require a minion for Parsha Zachar. All that is a long topic by itself. It's so interesting that today we've accepted somehow that it's a mitzvah daraisa. We People go absolutely crazy in order to make sure they hear Parsha Zachar with a minion and everything else. But the issue itself is not so clear. The other issue I want to mention very briefly is about women hearing Pasha Zachar. The only Rishon that I know that actually raised this issue was the Sefer Achinuch, and he said clearly women are exempt from Pasha Zachar. The Menachas Chinuch there does disagree with him. But the, as I said, the only one that I know who discussed this clearly was the Sefer Achinuch, and he said women are exempt. The Achronim who raised this issue all quote the story with the Rabnasan Adler. The Rabnasan Adler said that he was made sure that the maid in the house went here Pasha Zachar. He apparently thought that women are Chayv and Pasha Zachar. Rabnasan Adler, who was the Rebbe of the Chasam Sofer, is quoted in, in by the Chazam Sofer, he's also quoted by Rabbi Yaakov Atlinger, that he felt that women are chayef. And that's what we try to do today. The uh, Chazonish said clearly that women are pater from Pasha Zachar. Rav Dessler said that in the community of Kelm, Kelm is the famous base medrash of Musser, my father himself was a student in that base medrash, Women did not come to Yapasha Zachar.
The Maisa Rav that I'd like to mention in this connection is I was present one, once when a kolelnik came to Rav Amital and told him how proud he was of his wife who went to your Pasha Zachar, even though she really, really was sick. And Rav Mital was very upset. He said, she was sick? She shouldn't leave the house? And she left the house to hear Pasha Zachar? Why would you allow her to do such a thing? In Europe, no women went to hear Pasha Zachar. To go say the Pasha Zachar is the Raisa, I said before, is a big, big Chiddush. To say it's a Pasha, Dafka, the Shabbos before Purim, you have to have a minion or ten people read the Torah. The whole thing is a big Chumrah. But to go say that women are Chayev, in Europe, this was not the custom. The Chazoni said, it's not true. The Sefer Achinuch said, women are not chayev. Why would you allow your wife to go do this in a case where she wasn't well? The Maiser Rav of Ramital should be taken rather seriously under unusual circumstances. Under normal circumstances, Rav Mital would also think it's a good idea for women to go here, Parsha Zachar.